All right, we're live. We're uh, coming here as a first podcast slash YouTube video here. Um, my name is Nick. Um, um, I'm, I'm Matt. Uh, we're just two MN hunters here. We uh, love the outdoors and love. Sh- we want to start sharing our story on uh, all of our hunts and kind of uh, what we've learned over the years and what we could teach you guys off of our learning and mistakes. Matt, you want to start off? Um, well, right now I'm up in northern Minnesota and just started getting into bow hunting this year. I got handed down my dad's old bow and this is the first time I've actually been able to get out and start using it. Uh, gone on probably six hunts more a ton ton of scouting spent about a whole week probably put on about 30 miles walking around looking at new places just trying to find a new spot and then just kind of went from there uh found actually found a pretty good spot pretty close uh the house don't have to drive too far just about 20 minutes and so now we're kind of working from there awesome do you uh so you used a rifle hunt, slug hunt, right? Uh no, just rifle hunt. Uh up in northwestern Minnesota we started kinda all started off a little kind of tradition family with uh lately it's been myself, my dad, my uncle, and then my cousin as well. But there's been times where we've had eight eight people in camp. Uh, but slowly the numbers have been dwindling down and this will be the first year that we actually are not going out rifle hunting, but we are, my dad and myself are trying to get out that way, uh, probably the weekend before rifle opener, just to see if we can knock anything down. Nice. Nice. So, uh, my background, uh, I live in Southern Minnesota, uh, go to college down here so I hunt anything I hunt basically the whole entire state I go up from hunt with Matt here and then I go all the way down to oh south of the cities here we go it's far the spot there almost Owatonna area I've hunted deer down there uh from public to private land uh started bow hunting back in oh I think I was like 15 was even couldn't even drive yet and just uh been years I took some years off just got busy with stuff but now I'm uh get into it more and that's what I love to do I love traveling and hunting (laughs) so what got you into hunting got me into hunting probably uh my grandpa my grandpa always talked about hunting stories and then uh, got a bow for Christmas one year. Gave me a bow for Christmas, and that was all she wrote. Got into it, and my first year ever going out, I shot a deer, and that kind of just attracts you even more into wanting to continue hunting. So, and keep the chase up. You always want to go bigger, bigger deer the next year, and everything. So here we are, few, few, quite a year, few years down the road, and just saw uh, now. I'm, 
want to branch out and show everyone our uh, experience and everything. So I think that's hitting on a good spot now. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I got into hunting probably couldn't even tell you exactly when, uh, first time I went, I think, I believe I was nine years old and I went and just sat with my dad, just kind of watched him hunt. I didn't do much watching. I spent a lot of time sleeping on the bottom of the stand, but yeah, I went with and eventually a couple of years later, got to go with them on my first one. And let's say we missed a couple shots, but we got the kill. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, uh, that's a part of learning how to do it. You, know, you got to miss a few to get a few. Yeah. I was lucky enough to get to sit with my dad when he shot his biggest buck. That was a pretty exciting day. Uh, it was the day after it was actually the second time we seen this buck. The first time we saw him, he came running out of the running out of the thick stuff and just was chasing a doe, just they were grunting the whole way. And unfortunately my dad forgot to uh readjust his scope after sighting in, so it was maxed out and the deer was probably only about thirty yards away when it ran past, so he wasn't able to scope it in at all. So, but luckily the next day a buck came walking back looking for that doe again and he was able to drop him in the spot. That's good. Good. So we'll continue on here. We got um, where we're going to go with this. We're going to, I know Matt, you said you got a camera coming so we can do a little bit more recording of our hunts and scouting reports and everything showing, uh, showing kind of when we're out there and um i know we're getting apparel kind of lined up going with that we got our instagram and facebook page Uh, and clearly just getting this youtube started up uh yeah (laughs) very uh looking forward to starting to create some stuff uh we got a lot of I've had some decent, I wouldn't have minded having a camera. The first couple hunts I went out, had a lot of fun experiences. Would have been, would have been pretty nice to have one out. Yeah. Had a few misses yeah. there. <laughs> oh, only one, just one. Uh, we just, uh, like, uh, two of the evenings we've gone out together. I mean, I've seen basically all the deer. Yeah. <laughs> I only have uh, one. Yeah, but I've both night the both afternoons we've gone out. I've cons- I've consistently seen that seen three deer a, a night, which is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And out of those six deer, fed three technically in range, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> technically, so where do you? Well, where do we want to go with this now um kind of what what we're hoping to do more is being able to film our hunts i know next year or the year after we're talking about going out and doing a mule deer hunt uh we're trying to basically uh show show you guys how different areas of the state hunt there's a lot of that. Um, I know up there in Duluth, we're hunting a freshly cleared area of woods. 
that the deer are just getting used to. You can tell they're still getting used to that clearing there. Um, and down here in southern Minnesota, hunting uh, basically they have pheasant land and then a cornfield and you're literally sitting in the only tree possible to sit again or you're sitting on the ground um and that's that's the two different you know there's big differences from hunting a really wooded area to hunting spot where the deer can see you easily if you do a lot of movement and i think it's be cool to show you guys how both of our hunting styles and the different hunting styles kind of they can correlate in a lot of ways yep yeah i was definitely agreeing with that uh i I haven't done much hunting down towards that way. The only hunting I've done down there is probably turkey hunting, and that was still a little bit north of the Twin Cities area. And yeah, I haven't really, I wouldn't mind getting down there for some, a lot of good stories about big deer. And, <laughs> but also, it's like you got to put on a completely different hunting style. So, used to i'm more used to being up in the woods looking for different transitions looking for different pinch points and everything where you're more looking for a transition from crop to open field to trees uh, try to find the bedding areas yeah, we, uh, we, yeah when we went out and did scouting we looked for that it was uh a lot of you look for in those trees you're looking for their bedding areas to see where you could get them going in and out of that or um even down in southern minnesota you're kind of looking for that but you're also looking for that water source and that's like a main one up i would have to say you know it's a kind of a bigger one uh that water source up there too is kind of what draws them they kind of go in between their bedding area and the water source and find an open area to play in for a little bit we saw them playing out in the open there for a little bit and uh socialize and compared to southern minnesota we have uh you know you're looking for that transition from when their corn is getting taken out to where they're now pushing into those woods but kind of staying out in the prairie grass a little bit as you'd call it and not really uh and then they'll go and they'll sit in that prairie grass and come out to a cut area of it shorter area of it where we have um you could be sitting in your stand or you could be trying to stalk quick crawling to get the deer to get a shot at the deer so yeah and i'm i'm kind of looking forward to kind of building my expertise or whatever however you want to phrase it on different different styles of hunting like i've like I was saying, I was like, I didn't really, I didn't get into bow hunting until this year. So definitely it's a different experience. Just you got to wait for a better shot. You got to wait for a closer opportunity. You got to make sure that it's a lot, very different. And I, pretty interesting to see different styles of hunting. That's for sure. It's like you go watch a bunch of different videos. You can go YouTube's been probably a great help for myself at least uh i'm assuming nick as well <laughs> and i've just kind of i would enjoy to do some nice running gun hunts where you got to crawl through some nasty stuff to get at a decent deer 
Yeah, and that's uh, I'm really excited. We're kind of doing. Uh, I was doing some research, and we can do mule deer hunt. We can, and we were talking about that that we that would be awesome to either go to North Dakota, South Dakota, or even hit up Montana. I think that would be cool out there, and uh, kind of broaden because those are run and gun hunts. You know, you're you're not really sitting in a deer stand all day. You're you're out and about. You're walking scouting at the same time and you find a deer group of deer there and you're all hunting you know you don't really get to do that in like southern minnesota too much like you you can you know it's possible you come up on a field and you know you got permission to hunt that field or it's public land they're standing out on the prairie there and well instead of going to your deer stand you you're gonna crawl out and you're gonna try to get a shot at that deer and i think uh I'm more excited for that part. I think that's that's more. It's kind of a newer tat. You know, it's a little bit more newer tactic, as I would say. It hasn't really, to me, anyways. It's newer tactic. I haven't really. Uh, before it was just, well, you get in the deer stand at the edge of the field and you sit there all night and hope he walks out in front of you. Where now, if you got permission to go on that land, you can, um, you know, you can get lucky and be walking out and right there he is. I think that's the excitement that I'm looking. Um, really into right now is uh doing the run and gun hunts i think they're fun yep uh i had a a couple experiences this past spring with running gun uh without turkey hunting and just you run into a lot of especially this past year with everything going on and there's a lot more people in the woods this year than i've seen ever and it's just you got to, if you go to a spot, oh, opening morning had a, we knew there was a turkey roosted about probably 80 yards from where I was set up and had a car pull up and walk right in right to the turkey and the turkey flush, flushed out and flew right over to a sanctuary across the, across the road. So not much you can do. So we spent four days just chasing turkeys just having a blast just uh looking forward to next year too sounds next year sounds like got a plan to go to nebraska for spring turkey and hopefully can bring a camera along let you guys see what's going on down there because that's some pretty beautiful birds down there yeah and uh uh nothing come out of get into too is uh always uh it's always good to do some scouting ahead of time uh i know bats put 30 miles on in that one week that was a lot i mean that is dedication to getting in the woods and uh kind of finding a good spot and you know we had, and find where the deer are you came up with a couple of good rub spots there and uh found some nice bedding areas and everything and man i mean we both use the OnX app that we can't give enough credit to them. Those guys over there, that is, it is one great app. I recommend that everyone goes out and gets to that. It's a little spendy, you might say, but it's actually well worth it. It's uh, and I mean, if you look at my map, I got spots everywhere across the state where go hunting. It's like, uh, unfortunately we would pull it up, but then we don't want to be giving away our location. So, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it's like 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 he was saying is like 
we spent a lot spend a lot of time looking for trying to find new spots because this is my first time i've been hunting in this area so big thing is getting boots on the ground and trying to find a location that's gonna suit you and just happened i spent plenty of time looking over this area it's a huge piece of uh, wildlife management i was able to find and the funny thing is is the one spot we actually came across and decided to hunt and seeing deer consistently at this spot was one spot that i did not look at i overlooked the spot because it just didn't look right but just the way other people were parked and way other the to access to certain spots that we wanted to get to we couldn't so we tried this new spot and i mean we didn't didn't get lucky but we saw the saw enough uh deer and sign that we liked to where we've been hitting it a couple different times uh, mm-hmm. i was just in there earlier this morning checking cameras just to see if it got anything new showing up um had a decent buck show up probably the night after i or the day after i put up the camera but but they're still kind of in their pre-rut phase so not much running around yet but i think we're i've seen this particular buck uh twice now and so i think we're getting kind of close to his bedding area can get into his little home zone so Hopefully, once rut starts kicking up, he's gonna start moving around a little bit more. Might even have some couple other bucks come running through. Yeah, oh, that's. I mean, and that's one thing too. I want to bring up is like never overlook a spot just because, even on on X, this spot, um, it wasn't updated yet. It wasn't quite updated yet, and we uh, it got overlooked. And I mean, I think a lot of hunters are overlooking that spot because that's a great spot and they're they're overlooking that because it's on the map it shows it's not heavy heavy woods it 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 does not look light at all there's one spot that looked light on that whole spot and even after getting in there it that one spot that looked open on that map wasn't actually really that open i would have to say i would uh (laughs) um i hunted a different spot i had it marked on the map before i even saw it i was like it's open all the way up to that point now i can make it there and got in there and it wasn't really that open it was uh more a little bit more tricky spot to hunt but going back on that deer we saw we uh pretty excited to get you know get the chance to get hopefully get his my hands on him because man that is a nice looking deer and we uh we kind of pinpoint where he's coming in and out we saw those uh we had a those deers that we had encounters with they they kind of showed us a lot and they and that's one thing too is you don't always have to take the first shot at first deer you see because they can always lead you to the bigger one. Um, I did. It's one thing I kind of learned over the years is just because the first deer walks out, it doesn't mean you know, have to shoot it. It's a long season. We start in September and we end in end of December, beginning of January. So, you know, yeah, it sucks getting cold and sitting out in the cold, but that's when the deer are more active and that's when you're that big, the big boy is going to screw up and he's going to put peek his head out at the wrong time of the day. When the daylight gets, starts getting dimmer, the more they have to move during the day and they're not going to be really moving during the nighttime because it's cold out. So, I mean, always, always make sure though, do your prior scouts. I mean, prior scouts are huge. You can look at a map all day long, but 
as soon as you get out there, you know, the train can change. Uh, there's, you know, they could have a pop-up fire. Never know about. You just see it looking at the map and, well, now all the cover's gone. Well, not too many animals are going to be sticking around there for the time being. And, uh, or they come through and they chop down all the trees. I mean, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one nice thing, too, is about this kind of clearing that we're hunting. It's not, it's not your big widespread, just they go through and uh, wipe down every tree in the area. They pinpointed certain certain areas they probably the widest they went was probably probably 100 yards but then kind of did a little slivers coming off so there's not a whole lot of open area there, there's still a lot of a lot of huntable area in that area little hump huntable trees you're able to i was able to find a couple trees that were basically right off probably 40 yards off the tree line and was still able to set up and still be able to see across the whole field and see what's moving where they're moving because that's another good thing too is you don't have to go out to hunt you can go out to scout as well you can go get up in a tree or sit on the ground overlooking the whole field you can just watch and see where the deer are coming out to kind of pinpoint where you might want to be getting to on the next hunt that's great that's a great note right there you know it's not always about going out and knocking down that deer the first one that walks across um so a little bit earlier it's, that's i think a lot of hunters they get into that mindset i'm going out and i'm going out to kill and it's that's that's great like fill your freezers you know <laughs> i'm not going to be the one that ever said i never shot a deer just because i was looking to fill my freezer you know i'm not but that's uh that comes with it you got to you know, if you want these bigger deer, you know, it may mean you got to pass on the little six-pointer. Let them live for another year. I mean, that's uh, that's one thing, too. You let them pass, and he gets a little bit bigger. Um, but, I mean, hunting public land, it's hard to do that just because, you know, if you pass on it, you know in the back of your head that if someone else comes out here and that deer walks out that deer is probably going to get dropped because that's probably someone's biggest deer they've seen on public land that's just the hard part of getting bigger deer in public land but that's also the fun about it is you truthfully don't know what's out on public land because like up in uh the northern part there up by matt it's what is that you got to say that's probably a hundred over that's a i don't even know how, like that's a lot of acres there Oh, I've uh, I've looked into it. I can't. I'll have to double check, but I I want to say it was pushing. What was? I want to say it was pushing a couple like twenty five, thirty thousand acres of just public land that was on yeah. on top of each other, and it's or maybe not that much. Now that I'm. Now that I'm looking at it, it's about four thousand acres of or public land that you're able to access. There's wildlife management area, like I was saying, where that is uh, a lot of people are kind of get discouraged from hunting those areas, just since there's there's no vehicle access. You can't take your vehicles in there. You got to do you got to walk. You got to 
find a way to get your deer out. There was, there's a few times when I was scouting, I was walking in two miles in just to see if there's any heavier sign, just deeper down the trails. Cause sometimes you gotta go where others aren't willing to go. You gotta put in the time to figure out what's best for your opportunity to get the chance at finding something you might be able to take a good shot at and really just spend your spend your time scouting that's what it's one of our probably main things that we're gonna we like to push is get out basically get out get out go look at new areas go find somewhere you want to go because sometimes you come across an area you didn't know was there and yeah could be your lucky chance and also never be afraid to throw out a question out there uh i came across this area about probably about 20 miles to the west of where i have been looking and just the area looked really nice there was a lot of open uh hay fields and i uh shot the person an email just asking like hey is uh I see that it's it's marked as public online, but when I went and checked it out, it said it was uh, close to hunting. So I just went ahead and shot that person an email, just asking if uh, it was huntable or not. And they were they did get back to me saying that it wasn't, but it was still. You gotta sometimes put yourself out there just to get access. I know there's a lot of people that go around knocking door to door asking for if they could hunt that area uh it's a little more difficult up mm-hmm. in northern minnesota where every other person's out out there hunting but yeah sometimes you you just gotta start making connections you start early and sometimes they can last you a lifetime yeah and that's another thing is uh don't be afraid if you find a spot you're out scouting and you're on on x um you know you're on on x or you're searching around and you see a spot next to public land that looks even better than the public land spot they give you the name of the person that's probably you know that's living there walk up be like hey uh you know they tell you the person so like say there's not a house on there it's a field or something they give you the guy's name you could probably find him on a quick google search i mean i've done it before um and just go up and ask him be like hey Still a spot of land, you know, and just kind of tell them your intentions. Say, you know, I'll even, I mean, I haven't done this, but I know of people that have that said, I'll throw you a couple hundred bucks for letting me hunt, or I'll let you have half of the first deer. And most of the time, people are going to be pretty reasonable unless they have someone else already hunting it that they'll be like, yeah, you know, you can hunt it. You know, most farmers enjoy watching people get into hunting. And it really helps that we're a little younger, we can still get into those spots and be like, hey, you know, we're trying to make a YouTube channel. You need, we we say, you know, I we could say, hey, we're trying to make a YouTube channel, make some videos here. And we saw this as a great opportunity for us to possibly get a deer down and, uh, you know, grow our YouTube channel. And you don't have to say that. You can just say, hey, I'm trying to get into hunting more. And I saw you have some great land just getting out and talking like I know most people are afraid to do that it's a little especially now times with uh whole COVID thing but I mean it's still worth the try um and getting out and scouting 
that's I mean I push that a lot just because uh it's such a key um importance on hunting it's not just you know there's kind of three things that go into hunting as I can tell is scouting uh making sure you're in fit make sure you're fit like I mean you're like Matt was saying, we're walking over two miles into our one spot. It's, I mean, there is no way we're dragging deer out of there, but off of what's on the ground, all the timbers on the ground still, it's going to be hard to drag a deer out. So we're probably going to have to carry it. Got to be in shape. And third off, have a good shot. That helps too. Um, I mean, always practice, 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 practice. I mean, I'll set up the block in the backyard, put it on, you know, Make sure no one's behind it, nothing is behind it, and shoot 20 arrows. Shoot them at all my pins. Just make sure constantly. Go out and shoot. You know, you can even shoot your bow at public land before you go out. Um, you know, you're setting up for an evening hunt. So the target out 20, 40, 60, you know, 20, 40, 60 yards, 80 yards. Make sure you're good. Make sure if that deer does walk out there that night that you're, uh, you can put it down. As I, I can definitely go off that. Just I spent a plenty of time signing in, just getting kind of just in the habit of just getting used to the just the, going through the motions because that's a big thing with bow hunting is you want to keep the same motion every shot. You don't want to start mixing something up because if you start mixing mixing something up, your arrows can go flying a different way than you'd really hope it to. Uh, I, and then uh, kind of go off on what Nick was saying about kind of just going out and talking to people. I know one of the spots he was looking at is kind of pinned up to private and there's kind of a, a little finger of private that kind of goes into the public land. And like, you might not even want have, you might just have to ask for permission to walk across their land because you want to get to a certain spot because, because it might save you about half a mile hike. Yep. Uh, and then obviously we're talking about getting a nice clear shot too is I'm not gonna lie I missed a deer uh, it was basically right at last light and I was pack, starting to pack up my stuff and had just put the rangefinder away and here's some twigs snapping turn around and there's three does walking by and what I assumed to be 40 yards turned out to be about uh actually 30 yards so my shot was lined up like right on like uh like uh horizontally it was lined up but vertically it went right over the back <laughs> uh but that's one thing too is uh i do appreciate that it was a clean miss it wasn't a bad shot there was no uh injury to the deer any problems that could have come to it uh I don't think they were spooked too bad because I do have them all three together on picture <laughs> uh, two weeks ago. So I'm not too worried about them not being spooked out of that area. Uh, I think they are using that area pretty consistently. So, yeah, it's like uh, sometimes you can't get the shot off that you'd like and you, you miss. Uh, I, there's plenty of people like, miss there's been people that make a bad shot is uh you just gotta 
keep on practicing. Yep. One last thing on on what I would touch on too here before we uh, wrap this up um, is always what I do when I get in the stand is pull my range finder out. You know, I still have it on me at all times, even so if a deer does walk out, I'll even, if I'm second guessing myself, if it's in between two spots that I pre-mark, I'll get in the stand, I'll mark out 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 yards. That's what I, I'll just do that straight off when I get in there. I'll find a tree or a bush or something. And if the deer's in between two of them, I might pull it out real quick and just make sure, hey, okay, yep, it's at 45 or 25 yards. But that's another great thing to always work on is to pre-pin out locations. You know, even if you're hunting the same spot, I mean, if you're on private land, you're hunting that same spot over and over and over again. Like we could probably do it up where Matt's on where you can, if you're sitting in the same spot all the time is you actually get little flags, you put them on a tree or location, you know, you can stick a flag in the ground um, just to know where, all your pins are, you know, you know where the deer location is all the time. So you, you don't have to guess, take the guessing game out of the hunting. And that's another thing too, is always, you never want to be guessing on anything basically, because you want to be a hundred percent sure. Cause you know, you'd hate to wound a deer and, uh, you know, not find that deer. You know, we always want to find that deer. We don't want to give coyotes the satisfaction of getting a free meal. Um, so and you want to go ahead and get an ethical kill too. You don't want, yep. you don't want to do that's living for 12 hours and then dying because the pain that they're going to be going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to see that. We want to promote. Crisp and clean kills. Crisp and clean. Uh, we are, out here. it's not, we're allowed to be doing this. We're given the opportunity to do this. Uh, I know a lot of people that don't appreciate animals being harmed in a sense, but it's population control is the government wants, they don't want to start overrunning and they're very persistent with what they are wanting from every hunter. And we're going to go ahead and follow every single one of those rules rule book right next to me right now. Uh, so sometimes you got to pull it out too, because sometimes you got, you're questioning, you question something. Um, another thing too is the area we're hunted. We uh, got the phone number and email for the DNR representative for that area. So if we ever need to call him and ask him a question, I know Nick said from experience that you can, they, they answer right away. And if they don't, they'll get back to you pretty quick and yep. be willing to tell you whatever you need to know. I mean, even if you have, like, we have uh, the officer's number, um, you know, personally, like his cell phone number there, I'm guessing that's what it is for him on duty. But if even they don't answer, you can even look up, you know, you can call the actual DNR headquarters. They will find someone that can answer your question. That is their biggest thing is um, they'd rather ask questions than have you doing something illegal or getting, you know, so you're doing something that might get you hurt. That might, you know, another hunter might think you're an animal. They don't want to be reporting to a call where your hunter got shot because <laughs> exactly. that gives those people that don't want us to have this ability to go out and do what we love to do. Um, that gives them another advantage on shutting us down. So 
always rem remember to be safe, respectful, and uh, always just try to follow the laws. I mean, that's the biggest thing is always following the laws and kind of just treating everyone with respect. Yep. Uh, Anything else? Uh, uh, I can kind of just kind of quick little snip bit before you guys will probably, once we do kind of get going, you'll be able to see a little bit more of what we're doing. But uh, personally, I, I jumped into the new tree saddle craze. So that's what I'll be hunting out of this year. Uh, I can already tell you from first couple of sits that definitely, definitely different little styles, definitely. But it's very, it's interesting to say the least. Uh, anyone wondering any questions go ahead shoot me a question i'll answer it i can't promise you i know it all <laughs> but uh there's also plenty of forums out there plenty of people that are willing to talk to you about it uh as i had a little mishap earlier uh i was climbing down and my st climbing stick kicked out from under me and slipped but luckily the I was tethered up to the tree, so I fell about six inches. No damage at all, just a little bit of uh, ego hurt a little bit, but that's about it. Uh, I personally think it's one of the safest ways to hunt. Uh, and oh, Nick's sitting up out of a hang on, so we'll push in slowly. We'll, we'll see if we can get him around eventually. I mean, I always like a good, uh, you know standing up i like to stand and it's my biggest thing is like you know there's no find your style of hunting uh i like to stand and hunt uh use the seat every once in a while but uh i like to stand and hunt matt likes to do the whole hanging out of a tree you know it's you're sitting there swinging sometimes sometimes i catch myself just swinging from side to side i'm like well i should probably shouldn't be moving but <laughs> it's That's a that's one thing I don't – that's what's turning me off is you swing a little bit. I like to – I'd probably sit there and swing the whole time, scare every deer away. So, <laughs> uh, But we're going to wrap this one up. Yep. Go uh, give us a like on Facebook. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram. We post about weekly on Instagram right now. It's been kind of slow. We've both been starting new, new jobs. It's kind of been cut into our hunting, but – I mean, I've been trying to get out every weekend still and try to sneak out in a day or so, day hunt. But, yeah, give us a like. Subscribe here on YouTube. Um, just uh, help us grow. We uh, really appreciate it. We're going to be throwing out some more content and uh, let you guys know when we figure out our whole merch line. I know we got some cool ideas for that. And, and then can't wait to get it out and can't wait to keep uh, sharing our experience. Yep. Uh, just thank you again for sticking through this whole video. I know it probably wasn't the best video you've ever seen or best quality, but hey, we're just we're just trying to get started here. Yeah, uh, we'll get we'll get our, we'll get up there. It might take a little bit, but we'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm in outdoors checking out.